So, you know, I think it may have been in one of your last podcasts, you mentioned that, you know, running was very much a family affair for for you and your cousins and, and family and some of your, maybe some of your nephews and others uh, that do some races with you. I know y'all had a great, a great showing for the Shamrock Run with a lot of Thompsons out there and whatnot. Our kids, uh, a lot of times my, my wife and my daughters will, you know, will join in and run the, the one mile fun run. And a lot of the races that I do are on a very rare occasion. They may, they may run the 5k portion. You know, we did a lot with the nun run every year that that was going, you know, obviously very sad to see that race kind of wrap up, but yeah, we just discovered the Shamrock run. This was our first one, you know, just a few weekends ago. And I tell you what, it was like you and others have said on the show already, just a spectacular race, just amazing grounds really set up so well. And uh, yeah, at the race, I think my wife and uh, my daughter, Lee, both uh, did the one mile. And uh, Lee actually came up with the, uh, I think, the female winner for the one mile. So yeah, family affair once again. Hey everybody, this is Jeremy from the Thompson Running Show, and I just wanted to start off by wishing everyone a happy Easter. And the soundbite you heard me talking to Scott Henderson, the overall winner and male winner of the Hammond Shamrock Run 10K for 2021. And he was talking about running as a family affair for him, as his wife and daughters often come out to participate or support him in races. And if you've listened to this podcast at all, you know that Running as a family is important also to the Thompson Running Crew as we uh, have our normal Saturday morning runs after which we record our podcasts. We're actually catching up from this week, our, our family running the Bonton Relay in Baton Rouge. But in the interim between posting our recaps of that race, I also wanted to post this interview with Scott because I'm super excited about it. Scott is a running buddy from some local races here in Hammond and Ponchatoula and also from Strava. Scott has uh, been a huge encouragement to me in some of my most recent training cycles and getting ready for uh, Louisiana Marathon this year. But I met Scott a couple years back at Rosaryville for the Nun Run, and he was there with his family just about every year and uh, connected with him on Strava after the Fireman's 5K back in 2019, which I believe he also won. So if you want to uh, get some racing strategies, some tips, hear about his goals, Scott's a very fast runner. Uh, You may learn a few things from him, but also maybe catch some of his enthusiasm for the local racing scene and encourage you to get out there and participate as well. So I hope you enjoy this episode of the Thompson Running Show. Hey everybody, this is Jeremy from the Thompson Running Show, and today I am recording live with Scott Henderson, who was the overall winner of this year's uh, 2021 Hammond Shanrock Run for the 10K, and he won in a time of 40 minutes and 24 seconds, and I'm going to be interviewing him today. Hopefully, again, this will be kind of a recurring thing here when we have local race winners, we get people on and Again, try and build some community in the area around running. But Scott, you want to go ahead and say hello to everybody? Yeah, sure. Good morning. This is Scott. Uh, Jeremy, it's great to be on. Awesome. Glad to have you. So uh, just kind of getting started, can you tell us a little bit about yourself as a runner, as a person? 
things you might like people to know? Yeah, you bet. Well, first and foremost, I'm married to, to Missy DePaula Henderson. Uh, we've been just celebrated our 25th anniversary and uh, back in January. Thank you. And uh, yeah, we're, we're from Ponchatoula, met in Ponchatoula High, and we both graduated Southeastern. And then I went into the Army after that. And uh, we spent about six years there, started a family. And we've got uh, three beautiful girls that, uh, that also go to Southeastern. And uh, a few should be graduating here in a few months. So uh, it's kind of neat. How is that having college daughters? I'm about to have one in a year or so. Yeah, it's great. We're very blessed to have some great kids. And, you know, it's great to, to kind of see them kind of following your footsteps, kind of follow your uh, alma mater and go on to hopefully to, to do some great things, be good people. Very cool. Very cool. So, uh, sorry, I cut you off there. Uh, a little bit about you were telling us about your daughters and then maybe a little bit about yourself as a runner. Yeah, sure. So, you know, I think it may have been in one of your last podcasts, you mentioned that, you know, running was very much a family affair for for you and your cousins and, and family and some of your, maybe some of your nephews and others uh, that do some races with you. I know y'all had a great, a great showing for the Shamrock Run with a lot of Thompsons out there and whatnot. Our kids, uh, a lot of times my, my wife and my daughters will, you know, will join in and run the, the one mile fun run. And a lot of the races that I do are on a very rare occasion, they may they may run the 5K portion. You know, we did a lot with the Nun Run every year that that was going. You know, obviously very sad to see that race kind of wrap up. But yeah, we just discovered the Shamrock Run. This was our first one. You know, just a few weekends ago, and I tell you what, it was like you and others have said on the show already. Just a spectacular race. Just amazing grounds, really set up so well. And uh, yeah, at the race, I think my wife and uh, my daughter, Lee, both uh, did one mile and uh, Lee actually came up with the, uh, I think the female winner for the one mile. So yeah, family affair once again. Awesome. So running big time family experience for you. So is this your first race back from after coronavirus? Yeah, it sure was. You know, it's like most all of us, you know, I do think maybe they did have the reindeer run this past winter, yeah, but uh, yeah. uh, we we kind of steered, uh, steered clear of that. You know, fortunately, unfortunately, we were we were kind of recovering from the virus ourselves. It kind of kind of hit our family and uh, my mom. And so we, we were kind of steering clear of people. And this was the first race back. And I tell you what, it was great to see it announced. And then, you, you know, I was kind of counting down the weeks until it came, crossing my fingers that it would not be canceled, that they would actually go off. And when it did, man, it was just, it was so cool to, to see a lot of familiar faces, you know, that you see in a lot of our local runs. And you know, lace up the shoes, uh, get on the starting line. You know, we kind of had somewhat of a staggered start there and actually, you know, run through the shoot. And it was cool. It was, uh, it was great to be back. And uh, I look forward to obviously, hopefully uh, more races that start to come online, you know, both locally and then, you know, even uh, watching uh, some of the big races on TV, you know, and hopefully the Olympics too. Yeah. 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 I'm not sure what the next one here is uh, going to be locally, but were, were you training for the Shamrock run at all? Or was this just something that you were running off of? like base fitness or? Yeah, a, a little bit of both. Um, so, you know, I have been fortunate the last, I'd say the last three, three years, four years or more to really kind of have a much more consistent training program. So, you know, going into the Shamrock Run, yeah, I had a decent base of fitness. I, you know, I kind of got down a little bit in the, in the fall there and kind of took a little bit of time off last summer. But yeah, the, I'd say the last handful of weeks was kind of, a, you know, really kind of focusing in more on a 10K distance and, you know, whereas a lot of my training is more uh, longer distance kind of, you know, base and endurance. 
Okay. So what did that training, when you talk about 10K training, what did that kind of look like in the weeks leading up to the Shamrock? Well, it was, you know, so I, I do work with a, with a running coach, you know, the, the last few years I've um, been qualifying, you know, training to qualify and qualifying for the Boston Marathon. And it took me a few tries uh, to kind of get my timing, you know, fast enough and then ultimately to, to qualify for that race and, and run it in the last running of it, which was in 2019. So I've been working with her and uh, what she's put together for me, I'm training pretty much five or, or I'm sorry, six days a week right now. My Mondays and Wednesdays are more so speed days where it's just kind of focused on faster intervals, faster strides uh, towards the end of the run on Monday. And then Wednesdays a little bit, uh, a little bit deeper with some more extended tempo and, and 10K pace running for a few miles on or, or mile on and maybe a minute, a minute jog and then a mile on kind of off and on like that to kind of charge the cardiovascular system, get the legs really pumping, but then give you a little bit of recovery so you can uh, repeat that effort. And then Friday or Saturdays rather would be many times. And that's my long run day. So maybe not just 10K focused, but, you know, we certainly we try to close strong in the, you know, the last handful of miles kind of replicating that feeling that, you know, that you get in a race when at the back end of it, you're, you're pretty taxed and, you're really just trying to hold on or, or catch that, uh, that guy or girl that's in front of you. And then, sure. uh, yeah, so it, it was a lot of fun and it, it, it kind of played in well It you know, like you probably, it gave me a kind of a goal to, to work towards and it, you know, helped the miles just not be as monotonous as they can be sometimes. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I had a similar goal in the, and I'm glad to hear that your, your Boston marathon training was a process. Cause I kind of had that goal back here in uh, the winter so I'm hoping to build over the next couple of years too towards that. So good to hear that. That uh, yeah, I saw where uh, I saw where you had you had really built up a lot of uh, a lot of big miles and we're, we're hitting some you know really long runs. And weren't you training? Uh, was it for the Louisiana Marathon or or yeah, one of the yeah. other marathons? Yeah, Louisiana, and it got, ended up getting pushed back, and uh, I deferred. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was running out of steam there after the. It was a twenty week training block I was doing and things start yeah. to fall apart. But now, now that I know that you kind of had a process for that, that gives me some hope for the, for the coming year that maybe I can, I can build more towards that again. Absolutely. There's, there's no question you can get there, Jeremy. Yeah. So you mentioned just enjoying the race. Can you give us a little recap of your race, what you thought of the course kind of, you can go mile by mile if you want, or your late racing strategy that you had, anything like that? Yeah, sure. So, yeah, again, like many have said, hats off to the the owner or the manager of the the Renaissance Festival. I forget the gentleman's name, but yeah, the grounds were uh, Alvin Alvin Brumfield. I think was the guy from the Renaissance Festival. Well, uh, Mr. Brumfield, hats off to you. Thank you so much for you know allowing Mark and and you know the the Rotary Club to kind of put this run on out there. Uh, one, it saved us all, and uh, two, it was it was so cool. Yeah, it was you know it was uh, just a uh, shady you know had a had a great mix of some some kind of blacktop pavement running through the pine trees uh, a lot of turns some some grassy knoll sections some gravel sections and then then there was the really cool you know run through the the village uh, around that pond or lake that was really unique and uh, it, it yeah. made really you know starting the race off kind of set you in the tone and then you're coming in for that last, uh, you know, maybe half mile or, or more, and you're running through the village around the lake, uh, coming through the finishing, you know, banner. Super cool. But uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Getting back to your, your question, I guess, in terms of my strategy, 
you know, I think I was, I was targeting about, I guess about a 630, you know, mile pace and uh, with the intention of, you know, maybe trying to do a negative split, meaning come in faster the, on that second 5k loop. Then I went out the first and, uh, you know, <laughs> like most plans, you know, you have one until you get hit in the face and that's, uh, you know, I think like most all of us, that first race back, I got caught up in the excitement. I went out a bit quicker somewhere in the low 20s, uh, 620s and, uh, you know, started bleeding a little bit of time each mile after that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It all, it all worked out in the end, but you know, by mile uh, five, mile six, man, I was, you know, I was, uh, I was pushing sub seven or something. I don't know. It was, uh, <laughs> it yeah. wasn't, a, it yeah. wasn't a really a blow up, but you know, those legs started to get tired. Like uh, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of people experienced. Yeah. That was my first run, at least hard run back when it's been a little bit warmer too. So it felt like it kind of hit me on that second loop as well. Yeah, but I, I did like that. I did like the, you know, the, the first loop and then kind of uh, following up that second loop. You had mentioned in one of your episodes that, you know, since we hadn't been out there before, that second loop was still kind of fresh. It was still kind of new. You know, you yeah, had all yeah. of these, you know, you had many of these turns and it seemed like just around every turn you had North Oaks nurses or employees out there uh, cheering you on and, you know, splashing water up and things like that, which really, really, you know, made it less lonely and you know, you, you knew that every corner you came around, you were going to see someone uh, cheering for you. And, and I don't know if they'll be able to do that every year, but that was so cool. You know, many, many thanks to, I'm guessing it was a, a nursing program at North Oaks, but that was really cool. Thank you. Yeah, that, they were, they were fantastic out there uh, with the water and everything. Yeah. So I actually, I happen to know what your, your next training block is going to be what you have coming up, but you want to tell, you want to tell everybody a little bit about your next kind of not really race plan. Well, I guess we might race, but your next kind of goal that you have coming up? Yeah, I've got, I've got, uh, I've got two right now. So yeah, the first is uh, if that's what you're alluding to, I know you and I had talked about, you know, with, with the absence of a lot of organized races, you know, it, it would be great to kind of put a training block together for about uh, three or four weeks, <clears throat> excuse me, centered around the mile like time. And uh, as you know, and, and many runners know, you know, if, if you're running a mile, think back to high school or something like that, you know, PE class where you had to run four laps around the track as fast yeah. as you could. That is a, that's painful. That is, it, yeah. it's, it's quick, but it's painful, but you know, it's, it, it sounded like a, a cool goal to, to try to go after, you know, like, like an age group record or, you know, lifetime uh, PR for the, for the miles. So I'm going to try to work and, you know, work more, some shorter distance, higher intensity uh, interval training, over the next month. And, uh, you know, I think uh, you and I were, we were kind of exchanging some text uh, along with uh, Tyler Hughes for, you know, maybe the, the end of next month, uh, that Saturday to, to get out to, to one of the local tracks uh, that we can get permission to run on and, and uh, kind of go after a, a mile time trial. And, uh, you know, I'm sure. guessing that, you know, if you're out there and, <clears throat> you know, Tyler, some, some faster guys, uh, it can push us all to, you know, kind of go a lot faster, five, 10 seconds faster, uh, you know, for, for that. And, see see what we come up with but uh, sure. i think it'd be a lot of fun it'd be different than training for a 10k different training for a 5k and and certainly a lot different than training for a half or a full sure yeah i love running the mile it's just there's not a whole lot of mile races i think they have the power mile down in new orleans is the only one i know of but it used to really be from what i understand now everything's kind of shifted towards marathon but the mile used to be kind of like the premier race in america so yeah, I think it's cool to chase that goal as well. But you yeah, said for sure. You, had, you said you had two goals. You have another goal coming up after that as well. 
Well, look, yeah, certainly I'm keeping my eyes open for, you know, as you are, as many runners are, anyone listening to this, this podcast, looking for any other races that do come online. But in the fall, you know, the, the Boston Marathon for, let's see, it's normally done with the, the second second Monday of April or third Monday of April, I forget. Right. And it was it was canceled last year. It was, well, rather it was a transition to a virtual marathon. So, you know, you ran it at your house, you know, ran sure. it with my, my daughters at like 4.15 in the morning and one of their... <laughs> One of their friends, we kind of paced around our neighborhood for, you know, for several, several hours. And, uh, but then the, the race that was to be in April was postponed until October. And, uh, you know, the recently about two weeks ago, the, the Boston Athletic Association actually announced that they are going to try to go forward with the race in October. And uh, they're actually going to open it up instead of the normal 30,000 runners, which, you know, in today's COVID environment would would seem impossible. Sure, <clears throat> they're going to, if things continue to progress, you know, in the state of uh, Massachusetts, they're going to, they're going to take 20,000 runners. So that kind of opened it back up to this is possible that I have a chance to, even though I've qualified, uh, but I have a chance to, to make the cutoff uh, time because they'll, they'll only take the, the fastest 20,000 runners. Right. And so that, that's kind of reopened that, that opportunity. So that's, that's on my mind right now, uh, you know, after the, the mild time trial that we're, we're kind of talking about for next month, it'll, it'll likely transition into about a, a five month block of preparing for Boston. Oh, wow. And there's now that that's if I make the cutoff, right? It, yeah. We have, we have registration next month, I think, uh, and it'll, it'll open up for a week. And essentially you have to, you have to, you know, input your, your qualifying time from a Boston qualifying marathon, which I will use uh, the last one that I did, which still counts. You know, then about a week later, they, they let you know. They let you know if you're accepted or not accepted. So you kind of get an email and you're a little bit afraid uh, to open it up. And <laughs> and they're pretty straightforward right off the bat. They don't play with you. It's like uh, congratulations or, you know, unfortunately, you were not accepted. So, sure. so if I get acceptance, it'll be likely full focus until October when the race is. If I don't, you know, I'll be looking for possibly the Houston Marathon in January or something like that. So trying to go after some, you know, the window is now, now or never to, to right. go after some li- lifetime PRs. And I think this is my best chance. Right. Very cool. We wish you the best of luck with, with that in the fall. And hopefully that, that comes through for you. Yeah, for sure. It'll be fun either way. Yeah. Well, I think that's all the questions that I had. Any, any other parting shots or anything that you had that you'd like to put out there? Yeah, look, I just, you know, again, I, I want to thank, you know, the, the team, you know, Mark from Perfectly Fit, Mr. Brumfield, those, you know, Amanda Bennett, those are all, you know, part of that race uh, that we that we just ran. Again, so great to come back. Uh, thank you all for having the 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 faith in, in all the athletes that we can do a good job of being smart, socially distancing and, you know, kind of doing the right thing for the community. And it's just so great to, to be back and, and be a part of that. And, you know, at the same time, really encourage any runners that are listening or if you have you know, some high school kids or college kids or anyone else that you know that's a nephew or niece, please encourage them to, to come out to our local races. You know, it's a lot of fun uh, to race hard, but, you know, it's super cool to win, too. And a lot of these high school athletes or, or junior high athletes are out there running. Uh, man, I tell you what, you, you can be competitive and, and not just an age group. But you know, yeah. if, you get some, if you get some decent talents, some, you know, some good legs and uh, lungs behind, you can get out there and really be a part of a, a cool community. And I think that's uh, – that's a lot of what you and your family are trying to do with this podcast. And 
I certainly be an advocate for just getting out and being healthy. And you know, it's, I don't want to say it's all about winning. It's certainly not. It's, you know, certainly, you know, my wife and my daughters that come out, you know, they're, they're generally not looking to break the tape. It's, it's more about being out there, you know, in fairness, a lot of times to support me, but also to see a lot of friends and just uh, do something positive. And for me, that's the best part of uh, any race that we do. You know, it's uh, at the end, you're just around positive people that are happy and that are, are doing something good for that day. And it's just a, it's a hard feeling to beat. So yeah, yeah just want to say that. Yeah. It's uh, it's not like any of us are Olympians out there. We're just out there, you know, pushing ourselves. So like you said, in another conversation we have, we need some of that young blood out there to kind of push us a little bit harder too. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe, maybe in a future podcast, we can, you know, you can reach out to, to some of the high schools or, you know, some of the cross country coaches, something like that. And, you know, get some words of wisdom from them. They may have some great advice and maybe sure. tap into, tap into some new, uh, some new listeners and, you know, some new runners, racers that we see out at the local runs. Sure. Well, thanks again for being on the show and maybe we can do something. Maybe we'll do something around the one mile when we get together to run that time trial in April. So. Yeah, that, that'll be a lot of fun. Everything yeah. but the, the race itself, because that's going to be, <laughs> uh, that's going to be about that's five sure. minutes of uh, sure. pain. <laughs> but uh, yeah, after that, I'm sure it'll be a lot of, a uh, lot of laughs, maybe a Gatorade toast. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I, until then, then I'll catch you next time. Okay. Jeremy, best of success to you and your family too. I know y'all have a, have a big race coming up uh, soon in Baton Rouge. So. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Y'all go get it, man. Yep. All right. Appreciate it. Take care.